Rattalone's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, where right now state fair pricing on all Weber grills brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 670, August 10th, 2021. 101 degrees was the high on this day, and that happened in 1947. Man, they had a hot summer in 1947. And 46 degrees in 1904. Back here at home, the uh, Wonderful swimming season continues, and there's still time to clear up your water on your lake beach and get rid of that junk on the bottom using uh, Aqua Clear pellets from the Aquaside Company, a White Bear Lake Company. Those pellets, you scatter them out there over a four-week period to get rid of the dead leaves, the dead weeds, all the junk that settles to the bottom of the lake, and the next thing you know, you've, you're seeing that rippled sand. It's just absolutely fantastic. Uh, watch me do it. I did it on uh, it's on Facebook and Twitter feed, the GL stuff. You can get the muck out with Aqua Clear pellets from the Aquaside Company. Call them at 1-800-328-9350. They'll identify your problem and get you just what you need. Or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Yesterday we had a bit of a kerfuffle on the idea that something cannot be surrounded on three sides. I'm glad you're bringing this back up. <laughs> uh, Charles writes, Joe... You are surrounded on three sides by dummies, Rookie, <laughs> Kenny, and Reavers. All right. Thank you. Oh, good. Thank um, you. Actually, I have this from uh, Pastor Lane. Mm-hmm. He said, Reeves, tell Joe that a triangle is surrounded by three sides. Oh, uh, burn. Uh, uh, toxic. B is in B. Fried. Get out of here. <laughs> I, I remain entirely fascinated with what's happening in Minneapolis, or what will happen at the polling place in November. You have a group of activists who want to rid the city of a police department and reimagine it as a public safety department. So the voters are going to be asked in November, do you want to get rid of the police department, or should we keep the police? And the group that wants to get rid of the police is suing to prevent explanatory language from appearing on the ballot, which, which was, I, I can't believe they find that illegal. There's another big piece on it today. And the judge apparently is going to make up her mind by August 20. In a 40-minute virtual hearing, Terrence Moore, an attorney for Yes for Minneapolis, argued that the city doesn't have the authority to add an explanation of the proposal to the November ballot and that some of the wording city officials chose was misleading. Sarah McLaren, an attorney for the city, pushed back saying there is no daylight between the wording that city officials plan to put on the ballot and the public safety proposal written by the Yes for Minneapolis. Hennepin County Judge Jamie Anderson provided little insight into which way she might be leaning on the case that is drawing national attention. The future of the department is at stake. It's at stake. De- uh, depending on when she rules, Anderson's decision in the case could have implications for other initiatives set to appear on the ballot, proposals that would change the power dynamics in City Hall and clear the way for Minneapolis to enact rent control measures. The city has 10 days to submit language to the county for printing on the ballot, and early voting kicks off September 17th. I know you're going to be anxious to get an order, Anderson said, nothing uh, noting the looming Aug 20 deadline. 
I will try my best, but I can't give you a date by which I will get the order out. All right. Earlier this year, Yes for Minneapolis, funded in large part by a George Soros group, circulated petitions gathering signatures to place a policing and public safety proposal before voters this fall. Then the mayor and city council were to determine the wording uh, that will appear on the ballot. They are required to present the question in an accurate and neutral way and often consult with city attorneys in the clerk's office. The proposal written by Yes for Minneapolis would remove language in the city charter that requires Minneapolis to keep a police department. The city then would be required to create an agency responsible for integrating public safety functions into a comprehensive public health approach to safety. And basically, we really don't know what that means, do we? We don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. The new agency could, could have police, if necessary, to fill the responsibilities of the department. How can any sane human being, regardless of your race or gender, look at the crime problem in Minneapolis and believe you don't need a police department? How could that possibly happen? The proposal would strike language from the charter that gives the mayor complete power over police operations, a move that likely would grant council members more sway over officers. Do you want the police department in the hands of this incompetent group of salon dwellers? No. (laughs) Are you kidding me? The mayor and council would decide how to design the new department and whether and how to employ police. City officials wrote a ballot question asking voters if they want to amend the charter to strike and replace the police department with the Department of Public Safety that employs a comprehensive public health approach and which would include licensed peace officers, if necessary, to fulfill its responsibilities for public safety. Uh, For the first time in city memory, Officials also included an explanatory note providing more detail, which is what they should do on behalf of the citizens. Mm -hmm. On Monday, Moore, the attorney for Yes for Minneapolis, asked the judge to strike the explanatory note but leave the rest of the question intact. Basically, what they're saying is we can't have voters understand what this is. They'll vote no if they really understood what we're up to. Well, you get what this is about. Yeah, it's the mystery. Well, but look who's funding this. Yeah. That's all he wants is mayhem in this country. For what reason, though? We still haven't determined that. We've gone down this road. We discussed the fact that he's made his money off futures trading, correct? Mm-hmm. Well, he's dead set on nothing but destruction. Yeah, but happening. he's 140. What? That's why, probably why? another part of it. What does he care? Well, is he, why doesn't he just he's go gonna away? Go, what, is, what is your line? He's going to go face first in the mashed potatoes. He's going right into all. the gravy right. one of these days. <laughs> dead set on destruction. Husker do. Great song. Explanatory notes run alongside the ballot questions and list further details of the proposal. But yes, for Minneapolis argues the city doesn't have the power to add those, and some of the proposed language is misleading. No, it's not. The city's argument, Minneapolis has the power to add explanatory notes and must provide sufficient information at the polls. What the city has proposed mirrors the wording in the petitions, yes, for Minneapolis circulated. And then I went through the rest of that yesterday. So it's now in the hands of a judge. And the judge is either going to allow the inclusion of the explanatory notes on the ballot question or not allow the notes on the ballot. So the poll, you're going to the polls, Minneapolitans, to basically vote on maybe one of the most important questions in the city's history. Or you're everything. Re- oh, go ahead. 
everything relies on the judge, and we know how much we can trust the judges. I don't know a thing about the judge, but Minneapolis, you are facing the most important question. I'm going I'm to just say it right out. That is the most important question you will face uh, in your lifetime of voting. Are you going to keep a police department or are you not? I have a really interesting note here. Did you happen to see the Reverend Tim Christopher's live stream last night? Oh, no. my word. He was hot. Woo, he was hot. He wants to keep a police department, I take it? Oh, yeah. Yes, yes he does. Yeah. Of course he does. Yes, at top volume he does. God bless you, Reverend. Uh, you were wonderful last night. A couple of more points on this from emailers, which are fascinating. Kevin McDonald writes, We all know that our local professional sports teams are not afraid to voice their opinions on recent events the city uh, had encountered in the past 18 months or so from acknowledging the right of peaceful protest to displaying banners and signs in downtown stadiums and arenas regarding George Floyd and Black Lives Matter. Maybe I missed it, but has anyone heard from the Twins, Vikings, or Timberwolves regarding their opinion on the Yes for Minneapolis uh, proposal? I would think that reimagining and or defunding the Minneapolis police may have an effect not only on game day experience, but also their ability to market and sell tickets. You realize that in not one that... Uh, th- there is not one bar or restaurant in St. Paul currently running a shuttle to Twins games? Right. Not one. Nope. Really? Nope. Oh. None of these I, establishments. I, I know one that used to do it, Joe. Yeah. And they, they stopped because of this. They don't want to deal with crime. Right. One bar owner told Kevin, the writer, that he didn't want to get shuttle jacked. Shuttle jacked. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing? Could be if you ran the shuttles down there. Regarding the the the, the, the sports teams, mm-hmm. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I did hear Dave St. Peter on the pregame show with Corey Provis on Sunday, mm-hmm. and he did on two or three occasions cite th- the thanks to Hennepin County, the MPD for the safety around Target Field. Well, whether I th- that you know whether that answers his question. Well, let's or take not. Kevin's email a step farther. Well, the uh, the Wolves and the Polads. And now uh, Alex Rodriguez should be uh, conducting a public campaign of their own to remind voters of the consequences of what might happen if they vote to defund and or reimagine the police department. But you know why they won't do that. Because they, they, they think that would violate their wokeism. And it would alienate 50% of people that might buy a ticket. Most of the people who buy a ticket would be people who are going to vote no. I would yes, I would I would believe that. But but their very fan base is threatened by that ballot question. Mm-hmm. Minneapolis is in a spiral, a death spiral. It's in a free for all, in a rush to the bottom. Free fall. Free fall. What do you th- What are you thinking, John? I'm wondering if it's a true statement that most of those fans would vote no. That's what I was do- thinking. Um, Doesn't baseball I, bring both sides together? I think I if that's true, then then it's going to be defeated soundly, because I think baseball does have a large, like Kenny said, group of people. Uh, look at musicians and hippies who love baseball. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I don't know, you know. And my gun-toting friends love it. Yeah. Okay, my, but my I my guitar-toting friends love it. I, yeah. I guess what I'm suggesting is that if you are a frequent attendee at a baseball game or basketball game or football game a you have some money and b 
it's a kind of an acknowledgement that you are an engaged a citizen uh, taking advantage yeah. of these opportunities in your community. Yeah. Let me, okay, let me, uh, this will go back to a show we did a couple weeks ago. Remember you, uh, the fellow who wrote the letter to the newspaper? The uh, Charlie that, guy? Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, well, I, I did some background on him. So did Kelsey. He did a deep dive on him. But go ahead. You would have, you would have assumed he was, you know, from the other side, shall we say, but he, right. he was, he led the Romney. Right. For president group in Minneapolis, he's a uh, a money guy in downtown Minneapolis. That was his job. Yeah. And remember, he was still for defunding the police. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's a moron. <laughs> and didn't I don't, he reside, I don't doubt that, but... Didn't he reside in Southwest? I don't know where he I lives. I don't remember. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I uh, seem to remember Southwest. Here's John's email. I thought of something last night that might interest you in the dum-dums. Yesterday, you talked a lot about the four... <laughs> For, uh, uh, yes for Minneapolis fruitcakes and then still wanting to abolish the police department and the chief to have the city patrolled by caring, sensitive social workers and the like. Here is something I think we should try and show these mentally ill city council people what will happen if they get what they wish for. No, it's, it's yes for Minneapolis needs to be shown what they wish for. With the fair coming up in a couple of weeks, let's remove all police from the fair and allow... Uh, yes for Minneapolis and the city council to staff the fairgrounds as well as the surrounding areas for the entire run of the fair with just the people they propose to protect the city. This, I feel, would show them just what will happen if the police are not there and how important it is to have a strong police uh, presence. Surely it would be a dreadful fair, but may shed some light onto just how stupid this idea is. My guess uh, is that if it did happen, most people would choose to sit out the fair. I'm sure Krabby Kenny would love that idea and run with it. Thanks, John. <laughs> I don't want to go to the fair under that experiment. Nope. <laughs> no. In fact, I will not. No. But it would be a hell of an experiment, wouldn't it? Well, uh, how about no. they do that between the hours of 7 p.m. and close? Yeah. I think that's we what agreed most of your problems the, are anyway. We agreed that the fair would not go off without security. Well, we I, I can mean, guarantee you, I wouldn't they have been there. No. No, they can't do so it. So a hell of an experiment if you're willing to go and get conked over the head, I guess. Nope. No, no one no one is. I still think my idea was the best idea, make everyday law enforcement day at the state yeah. fair. So you mentioned musicians. I, I'm getting a note now that uh, G.B. Layton is playing Giants Ridge this Saturday. Oh, cool. August oh. 14th. Is that this Saturday? Yeah. Yes, it is. Today yes. is the 10th. Yes. So uh, GB Layton up at Giants Ridge. You mean Saturday. Garage Logic fan? Yeah. 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 Rock the Ridge with uh, GB Layton. That's at Giants Ridge, to, uh, home to the legend in the quarry, two of the greatest values in Minnesota golf, greatest public courses around. Uh, 37 hole special, play the legend in the quarry on the same day with lunch on them. For one incredible rate, $160 plus tax on weekdays and $175 plus tax on weekends. Uh, and it's much more than golf. It's much more than golf. It's a return to quietude. It's a return to nature and water recreation, biking and hiking, and the newest and largest lift-served mountain bike park in the Midwest. I take it that means you must go hell for bent down a hill on your bike, then you get a ride back to the top. That's cool. Yeah. I guess that's what that must mean, huh? Dining, lodging, and much more. View 3D course flyovers of the legend and the quarry at GiantsRidge.com or call them for your tea time at 218-865-8030. 
Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here with a couple of questions for you. Are you noticing a decrease in the following? Maybe strength, endurance, enjoyment of life, libido, or maybe it's just a lack of energy. Are you tired of feeling exhausted even after you eat dinner? I've got an answer for you. You need to call my friends at Everest Men's Health. From signs of low testosterone to other deficiencies, they examine every single area important to a man's overall health. And that allows them to develop an easy-to-follow plan that will ensure your success. It does not matter where you fall on the spectrum of men's health, the time is right now to come into Everest Men's Health and take the first steps toward realizing your best health possible. The great thing about Everest is their medical specialists look at the entire picture and they figure out what is causing these changes to you. They start with a full medical evaluation to check testosterone levels, important vitamin levels, blood levels, and overall body composition. And once they identify the deficiencies, such as low T or vitamin deficiencies, they create a personalized lifestyle program that can include testosterone replacement, medication management, vitamin and natural supplementation, and exercise prescription and nutritional guidance. Trust me, Everest is fantastic and they provide a comfortable environment that is not intimidating like other medical clinics. They specialize in men's health and they can be your doctor for all your health needs and they will refer you to a specialist if needed. It's a wonderful environment and fantastic people. Go online right now to EverestMensHealth.com and you can call today to schedule your $50 testosterone test at any one of their three locations in Woodbury, Plymouth, and now in and please let them know that you heard about him on the Garage Logic podcast. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life, Joe Souchere. Get a pen and paper out because I'm going to drop some knowledge on you that you haven't heard before. Number one, don't talk to strangers. Number two, lock your doors. Number three, have situational awareness. How's that for info, GLers? And, and number four, just log on to dkmags.com for all your home and self-defense items. Better yet, stop in for a visit. DK Mags are on Old 8 in New Brighton or even Monticello Pond and Gun. A couple of wonderful shops that GLers love. Best little gun shop in town in Monticello Pond and Gun. Well, they offer everything in the way of firearms and accessories, but they also have so much more. Grab a TV, power tool, or a shotgun. I bought a couple of cool pocket knives there. Uh, if you're a hunter or a sports shooter or if you need anything for home or self-defense, DK Mags and Monticello Pond and Gun, the best source of everything you need with competitive prices and sound advice. I'm talking friendly, knowledgeable service here. No snobbery at dkmags.com. 5% off firearms and accessories if you're a law enforcement officer or first responder or veteran. dkmags.com in New Brighton or Monticello Pond and Gun, a couple of wonderful shops for GLers run by GLers. Lately, we've seen more and more of life imitating art. Uh, most recently what happened in Colorado yesterday. I'll explain in a moment. Uh, Cuomo has resigned as governor of New York. That surprises everybody, I think. And, and in his uh, resignation remarks today, he gave another speech that was the equivalent of Otter in mm -hmm. Animal House, which we don't need to play. But he was completely off topic. He just was uh, boasting about how great his run as governor has been. Speaking of, I have 90 seconds of him doing that very thing. Go if ahead. You, if you'd like Here to. he is today. Yeah. The Otter now. speech. And it is unfortunate. Now, you know me. I'm a New Yorker, born and bred. I am a fighter. And my instinct is to fight through this controversy. Because I truly believe it is politically motivated. I believe it is unfair and it is untruthful. And I believe it, it 
demonizes behavior that is unsustainable for society. If I could communicate the facts through the frenzy, New Yorkers would understand. I believe that. But when I took my oath as governor, then it changed. I became a fighter, but I became a fighter for you. And it is your best interest that I must serve. This situation, by its current trajectory, will generate months of political and legal controversy. That is what is going to happen. That is how the political wind is blowing. It will consume government. It will cost taxpayers millions of dollars. It will brutalize people. The State Assembly yesterday outlined weeks of process that will then lead to months of litigation. Time and money that government should spend managing COVID, guarding... All right. All right. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know what I was waiting for, Such? Like at the Oscars, I was waiting for the music to come up and right. drop yeah. out. <laughs> Your time's over, Cole. Uh, so then yesterday... Uh, so, with Como, we were having fun comparing it to the speech but, Otter gave to the dean of Faber College. But he basically House. said, "I'm doing you a favor." Right, right. <laughs> what? I'm not going to stand by and let you badmouth the United States right. of America. Right. <laughs> so, so now yesterday uh, we discovered this supposed controversy at a Colorado Rockies game on Sunday, when a fellow was alleged to have shouted out the N word only to discover that he absolutely did not do that. He was yelling for their mascot, improbably enough named Dinger, and they'll have to change that name. What I don't understand about that situation is why the Rockies, for example, are still clinging to the idea that they needed to prevent such a thing. Well, then what'd you name the mascot for? Why is it called Dinger? Uh, so remember about a month ago, maybe it was longer, we played the club pro guy, mm-hmm. the guy who imagines himself to be a pro at a golf club. He's hilarious. And the same th- he was ahead of this curve. He, this is ex- he, he does a bit on exactly what happened Sunday in Colorado. Thanks for coming in. I just wish it was under better circumstances. As you guys know, yesterday's unseasonably warm weather allowed for some member play, which was good for the club. What wasn't good, however, was the alleged homophobic slur Stan Perry made on the eighth green while playing alongside Frank and Kathy Spunt. Let me just say right at the outset that the recent incident on the PGA Tour involving Justin Thomas has made our club hypervigilant. And because of that, we've instituted a new zero tolerance policy when it comes to allowing free speech. So Stan's little slip up yesterday will be dealt with swiftly and severely. Questions? Well, the story I heard was that Stan was on the front of the green on eight, looking at about a 60 foot par putt to a back right hole location. 60 foot par putt. Kathy Spunt was just off the back of the green by herself because Frank was in his pocket and had already headed over to the ninth tee. 
Apparently, Stan mishit his putt because he left it about 20 feet short. And according to Stan, in frustration, he said, way to lag it. But Kathy momentarily thought that instead of lag it, she might have heard a slur that rhymes with lag it. So based on Kathy's muddled recollection that she since recanted, we've gone ahead and suspended Stan effective immediately for saying a word that rhymes with a word that is offensive to a marginalized community. And we're weighing a wide range of punishment options. Oh, God. Just perfect. It's just perfect. Context that's enough. That's enough. Okay. It's just it's just exactly what happened in Colorado. But the next line is a context and intent. I don't think any of that should matter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're laughing at our own doom. Oh, we're laughing Isn't that at hilarious? our own. We're laughing at our own demise. Oh my word! Have they changed the name of the mascot yet? Because that you know damn well they're going. To. I thought I saw something about that. I will look right now. As a matter of fact, we talked uh, yesterday about the police officer who lost her life in Chicago, and the uh, mayor's reaction. Uh, the mayor took the opportunity to uh, turn her reaction into another anti-gun sentiment. Uh, the officer who lost her life was Ella French, 29. Two brothers have been arrested now. Uh, Ella died, and her partner uh, was critically injured, seriously wounded uh, during a traffic stop. And so yesterday, the uh, Chicago, uh, a group of Chicago police officers went to the hospital where Ella French's partner uh, was. And the mayor also came to the hospital. And uniformly, every cop turned around and turned their back to her. Hmm. It was uh, quite, uh, quite a significant gesture on their part. And uh, she said, yeah, times are tough. I mean, she took it well. She said, you know, these are heated times, and, and uh, I can understand that reaction. Okay. But they did turn their back on her. Uh, and that's the last thing Chicago needs is a, is a dust-up between the mayor and the police. They, they need police in that town at least as much as we do, if not more. And uh, now there's just bad blood between the mayor's office and the coppers because— Coppers know damn well why there's so much trouble in Chicago, and, and she doesn't. She thinks it's the gun's fault. It's the gang's fault. It's the criminal's fault. Well, she's just another person that's clearly unfit for office. I believe so. I believe so. I have found a new person, though, who is the most unfit for office. Oh, boy. I think we'll ever find in our lifetime. Okay. <laughs> that's a doozy. In our, it's that's a doozy. whopper. Yeah. Oh, it's got a big be. statement. I'm not going to tell you yet about her. I'm not going to tell you yet about her. <laughs> What's a her? Oh. But did you see now where the where the reward for information on the shootings of three young children in Minneapolis this spring is now at $180,000? Yeah. yeah. If that doesn't pry something loose, then what would? Well, not to mention... I think it. these shooters are long gone out of town. Oh, really? That's what I think. How could this... How could 180 not turn over a rock someplace? Well, and didn't they make it where even... The, the, the leads, they'll find a way to not have their phone number recognized. Oh, no, your, and, your anonymity will be protected. Right. And they don't have a lead yet with 180 grand on the table? And they'll protect your anonymity. 59 people killed in uh, Minneapolis so far. We had one yesterday at 1130, yep. right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm hmm the reward, is offered of by, the reward is offered by Spotlight on Crime and Crime Stoppers. 
It coincides with a billboard campaign seeking information leading to an arrest and conviction in the three shootings, which have come to symbolize the indiscriminate gun violence plaguing the parts of the city. Tipsters can remain anonymous. And uh, the three children, two of whom are dead, uh, are 10-year-old Latavian Garrett Jr., who he's critically injured but alive. And then there's Ayana and... uh, Oh, help me. Who's the other little girl? One was bouncing on a trampoline. One was at McDonald's. One was riding in the car. And uh, there's 180 grand on the table. You know what Reverend Tim would say about this. Oh, I know what he would say because he said it last night at yeah. top volume. Yeah. And he was P.O.'d. This is a gang war yep. going on, yep. is what we have here. This is a straight-up gang war, and these people do not care one damn bit who is in the, the line of fire or behind nope. the line of fire. Um, and the only thing that's going to stop him, uh, the, the gang war from from stopping, and, and this was I thought was really interesting, is when their weekend drug business is affected, when people stop coming to those neighborhoods to buy the crack, the cocaine, the weed, whatever it is they're, that they're picking up in that neighborhood. Once business is affected, they're going to slow down and stop, and they're going to call a ceasefire. And then, like Reverend said last night, and it's going to last for a while, but then they're going to go back to killing each other. Mm-hmm. And you can tell. And I looked at this article over three times, Such. Not once is gang warfare mentioned. They talk about the gunfire remaining concentrated in the 3rd and 4th precinct, uh, precincts in southeast and north Minneapolis. They mention a few blocks. Uh, they mention disenfranchised. They mention this and that. But they do not mention gang warfare which is what this is. They talk about rising gun sales, blah, 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 blah. They don't talk about what's really happening. It's the Wild West. It is. Uh, it is. They're, they're running across playgrounds, shooting each other where kids are ducking for cover. Yep. It, it's wide open gang warfare. Yep. Remember that when you go to the polls, Minneapolis. You better vote to retain a police department. To the it, point where... 911 calls are going unanswered and unresponded to. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. You've got two things going on in the Twin Cities right now. It's the out-and-out crime. It's the people um, taking advantage of the fact that there's not enough police on the streets. They're doing the crimes, the carjackings, the stealing the phones, the purses, the money, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then there's the gang warfare, and it's a straight-up war. It's like we've seen in the movies when they go to the mattresses. It's just... And, people killing each other. And when certain individuals are apprehended and arrested, the judges are putting them right back on the street. Yep. When Rudy Giuliani was sane and the mayor of New York, he had the broken window policy, remember? And it cleaned up the town in about a year or two. Meaning you don't ignore the small stuff. We keep drifting farther and farther away from that with the current political leadership in both cities. You're drifting farther and farther away from even intending to... Uh, arrest somebody for breaking a window. I was reading a story, was it last week? There was a, a, a teenager uh, that was killed in one of those. Kenny, what do we call those when they're bur- doing burnouts in the middle of intersections at 3 o'clock in the morning in Minneapolis? Just street racing. But he Weapon was... in the Essies? Yeah, well, he was killed, and he, is, he yeah. lives in the suburbs, and the mom is contacting MPD going, well, where's this investigation at? And they don't even have somebody assigned to the case. I just had a wonderful tirade, but I was wrong. Um, there are three paragraphs in the Star Tribune about the gangs, okay. uh, the high-end and the low-end factions. Um, 
And they mention a couple of gang rivalries. So um, the piece I read earlier didn't mention it. The piece I'm looking at now does. Yeah, yeah great. Anaya Allen and Trinity Smith were the two uh, girls who are no longer alive. Uh, let me tell you something. Red Savoy Peach is back with us. And in, just in time for college football season because they've joined forces with the Golden Gophers as a sponsor. And they've been doing some commercials with P.J. Fleck that you can view on the Red Savoy Facebook site. Uh, Gophers open September 2nd, or if, if not open, have an important game September 2nd against Ohio State. And what's better than sit back with a nice big Red Savoy pizza? Uh, GLers, you can get your hands on some delicious Red Savoy soda-style pizza just in time for this football season. Visit SavoyPizza.com and use the code word ELITE, E-L-I-T-E, a word that P.J. Fleck likes. He really likes that word. That's one word, ELITE, and you'll get $5 off any order of $30 or more. The offer is available only through the Red Savoy app or website. Rook had a Red Savoy in here yesterday, and it was absolutely scrumptious. Yeah, the double sausage. It was was scrumptious. Yes, it was. He tells him, you know what he tells him? You're doing it right. Mm -hmm. Red Savoy. Soda, S-O-T-A, Minnesota-style pizza. Hey, GLers, if you're looking to improve the water quality in your home, then trust my friends at Hofferman Water. They are your local independent water treatment dealer, and they have been serving Minnesotans for nearly 50 years, and they understand the unique problems that Minnesota water brings. They are also an independent and authorized Connecticut dealer, so whether you're looking to soften, filter, or you just want your water to taste better, they will help make your water worry-free. I'm a prime example. I went with the Connecticut system a couple of years ago. I have the S. 650 system inside my home it made an absolute world of difference it improved everything your 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 dishes your your laundry your showers everything inside your home gets better with Connecticut and my friends at Hofferman Water if you already have a water treatment system in your home well they can help you with service and repairs they specialize in Connecticut products but service many other major brands too they can also help with salt delivery filter changes parts repairs and more give them a shout today you can call them at 612-895-2440 for a free water analysis and estimate, or just check them out online at HoffermanWater.com, and please let them know that Garage Logic sent you. Latte Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. Yeah, before that, we've got a pretty long checklist we're going to have to work through here. It's our coffeegrounds.com checklist. Coffee beans, check. GL blended beans, yes, check. Fine Wisconsin age chatter, yes. Wine, spirits, beer, brewed right in their own brewery. Check, check, and double check. Uh, But no, let's stop this because we're going to be here all day if this continues. Let's get right to the point. Fresh New York strip and ribeye steaks and fresh fish and seafood offerings. The meat of the week at the coffee grounds in Eau Claire, it's hand-cut USDA prime ribeyes and New York strips cut about an inch and a half thick. You can order today for pickup on Friday. And fresh uh, from the sea, Alaskan cod, scallops, shrimp, salmon, get that order in by tomorrow. You're going to pick it up 2 p.m. after 2 p.m. on Thursday. Do yourself a favor. Get over there. Have a sit-down meal from their home-cooked menu when you pick your meat and seafood up. And then coffee and beer and everything else you need. They're on Southtown Drive, just north of 94 in Eau Claire, and they'll ship those coffee beans anywhere in the world when you order them from thecoffeegrounds.com. 
I find this hard to believe. I think it's a national embarrassment. Maybe it'll receive more inten- uh, attention than it has. I read about it in the Oregonian in Portland. and It's, it's an embarrassment and it's a sadness. Uh, Kate Brown, a Democrat, has signed into law uh, Senate Bill 744, which drops any requirement that students demonstrate they can read, write, or do any math uh, to graduate from high school. Oh, mm-hmm. it's just that easy now. Mm-hmm. Sure. She dropped the requirements that students demonstrate they have achieved those essential skills by signing Senate Bill 744 into law. She declined again as recently as Friday to comment to the public on this. The bill was not entered into the legislative database until July 29, a departure from the standard practice of updating the public database the same day a bill is signed. Charles Boyle, the governor's deputy communications director, a deputy communications director, which means there's another communications director, said the governor's staff told legislative staff the same day the governor signed the bill. Boyle said in an email statement that suspending the reading, writing, and math proficiency requirements will benefit Oregon's black, Latino, Latina, Latinx, indigenous, Asian, Pacific Islander, tribal, and students of color. No, it does not benefit them. It hurts them. That isn't the soft bigotry of low expectations. That's the bigotry up, yeah. of, horror, of no expectations. Right. None. No, that's straight up racism is what that is. That is, is racism. Yeah, that statement is racism. Yeah, I don't see how you could see it as anything else. He added, leaders from those communities have advocated time and again for equitable graduation standards, along with expanded learning opportunities and support. Lawmakers did not pass any significant expansion of learning opportunities or support for black, indigenous, and students of color during the 2021 legislative session. Democrats in the legislature overwhelmingly supported ending the long-time proficiency requirement while Republicans criticized it for lowering academic standards. A couple of lawmakers crossed party lines on the votes. I would, I would take that to mean some Democrats might have crossed party lines if they had come to their senses. Proponents said the state needed to pause Oregon's high school graduation requirements since 2009, uh, since 2009 but suspended during the pandemic until the class of 2024 graduates for leaders to re-examine its graduation requirements. Recommendations for new standards are due by September 2022. Oregon education officials have long insisted they would not impose any new graduation requirements on students who have already begun high school. New requirements would not take effect until the class of 2027. That means at least five more classes could graduate without demonstrating proficiency in reading, writing, and arithmetic. Hmm. It's alarming. Much of the criticism of the graduation requirements was targeted at standardized tests. Oregon, unlike many other states, did not require students to to pass a particular standardized test or any test at all. That's, you are mentally ill. You are mentally ill if you think you are doing a favor to black, Latino, Latina, Latinx, indigenous, Asian, Pacific Islander, tribal, or students of color by saying to them, 
go ahead and graduate. I don't want to see any proof that you can read, write, or add two plus two. You are less than. You are less than. You are, the, the left is, is doing those marginalized communities no favors. They are hurting the children. No, they're, they're keeping them down. They're keeping people in the ghetto in the ghetto. They're, making, they're keeping them poor. They, they've got no shot at what they call equity or equality by doing this. And Charles, Charles Boyle, this uh, deputy communications director for the governor, he said leaders from these communities have advocated for this, for equitable graduation standards. So that's not well, the leaders of those communities, uh, then, if that's true, you're just as culpable as the Democratic lawmakers and the Democratic governor. You're just as culpable. Yes. Yep. If you're a, 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 a Pacific Islander advocating that Pacific Islander children shouldn't be proficient in reading, writing, and arithmetic, but still be able to graduate, all you're doing is ruining that kid's life. You're just setting that kid's life back. It's just a, it's a real sadness and an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment to this country. I'm a... On Governor Kate Brown's Twitter account, mm-hmm. it's frightening how many people are champ. She's getting some pushback. Don't get me wrong, but it's mm-hmm. frightening how many people are celebrating this. What's to celebrate? Well, Joe, we're helping out with diversity. We're moving forward. This is this is progress. No, you're not. You're telling those kids they're dummies and they'll never be able to read, write, or do math. So, but we're going to look the other way. And you're right. That's unfair to you if you can't graduate. So you'll graduate with a meaningless. Degree, Boy, or whatever you get in high school, a certificate or a diploma. And her, her Twitter account just, it, it, it checks all the boxes on I'm the sure. liberal wish list. I'm sure. Oh, man. This is, a, this, this is criminal. This is criminal. How can it's, black parents put up with this? I, I have to say it. I have to get it off my chest. Yesterday I brought up the fact that I've been watching um, and listening to interviews with former slaves that were taken in the 30s and 40s. Uh, one of the slaves they talked to was Jefferson Davis's, uh, one of his slaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you don't know Jefferson, and I know, I know you know him, Joe, but yeah, he was the president of the Confederacy who hired teachers and put uh, all of his slaves into education and mm-hmm. made sure they were educated. Do we have to say right now that the president of the Confederacy that owned human beings did more for their education than the state of California is doing? Oregon. Oregon. Is that what, Oregon. Oregon. Or, Oregon, I'm sorry. I think that's a fair statement. That is wow. a fair statement. Wow. Yep. That's a fair statement. Well, I have to pick myself up off the floor. I'm I think stunned. you should. I think you should. Wow. In her bio, by the way, it says Governor Kate Brown, Oregon's 38th governor, always fighting for better jobs and schools. Fierce, well, that's a lie. Fierce feminists working to strengthen and expand voter access. Your state's falling apart, lady. Portland's in worse shape than Minneapolis, and that's saying something. This is an embarrassment to human nature. This is an embarrassment yes. to human dignity. Yes, to humanity. It's yes. an embarrassment to the to the soul of a human being. You can't read, write, or add? Subtract? Ah, get your diploma. Go ahead. That way it looks like we're all equitable. You go out there and get that minimum wage job and How can you wait, Kenny? How can you even get a minimum wage job if you can't read or write? 
Well, I suppose they're just going to be on the government dole for the rest of their lives. Well, Joe, Maybe anybody, that's what they want. People are pretty much going to take anybody they can right now. You can't drive by a building without a help wanted sign. It's an amazing problem. Uh, we're going to change topics uh, briefly. Well, wait, 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 wait. This is how they keep people dependent on the government. Mm-hmm. This is the key right here. I was at the dock today and uh, routine visit, and I told him... You know how I got this appointment? He said, how? I said, I drove over here one day, walked in and made the appointment in person because I've called twice and I can, I'm not going to sit on hold for 20 minutes. He said, we can't hire people. Wow. Oh. It's everywhere. It's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Huh. It's too bad. Kate Brown, uh, lady, you, uh, you're not going to heaven. You're not going to heaven. You, you've allowed yourself to be <laughs> Her Twitter account is a, is a hoot, man. Yeah. Uh, a couple of days ago, uh, she issued the following. Thanks to the work of my wildfire council, legislators and stakeholders, I signed SB 762 into law. This $220 million investment in fire preparedness will create fire-adapted communities, increase the resiliency of Oregon's landscapes, and develop effective firefighting responses. She's doing the work of the people, Joe. What was that one? A twin. This is just... You either have to laugh or sob. I mean, this is really sad. This is pathetic. Charles Boyle, the governor's deputy communications director, (laughs) thank you, said that suspending... The reading, writing, and math proficiency requirements will benefit Oregon's black, Latino, Latina, Latinx. All those are made-up words, by the way. I'm not even sure a Latino wants to be referred to as a Latinx or a Latina. I don't even know what the hell that means. Indigenous, Asian, Pacific Islander, tribal, and students of color. And they had the gall. He has the gall to use the word benefit. No, it will harm these kids. It will harm them. How can that statement just on its own not be taken as racist? I, to me, it is, John. I, it it, is. Me too. I, it slaps you in the face, to me anyway. And it racist. took Kenny to come up with it, but it's brilliant. The president of the Confederacy, who owned <laughs> slaves, has did more for black children than the governor of Oregon. Uh, why, why even make attendance mandatory? Why even ask yeah. them to go to school? What's the point? Yeah. That's a good point. Yep. Yeah, the state could just keep a database of births, and when you reach 17, they'll mail you a diploma. Is yeah. this in their way to prevent people from dropping out? No. This is a direct appeal to people who have consumed the Kool-Aid. That you're right. It's unfair that you don't get to graduate because you were so deficient in your reading and writing skills. We're going to erase that so you also can graduate. That's what this is. It's making you less than. It's virtually making you non-existent. What about the crackers? Do they still have to get A, Bs, and Cs? I I have no idea. It's a you know what though. It's a great question because the, the standards are so lowered. I don't know what a what would be expected of, if you're going to do that, what would be expected of any student? And that even creates a more interesting question. Why should you segregate students into a groups that you expect achievement from and those you don't expect achievement from? 
You are the most disingenuous bunch of fools I've ever encountered in my life. Yeah. Sets the country back 200 years. This is horrible. Absolutely horrible. And and they knew there was a problem because, I don't know if you read this part, but she signed it on July 14th, but they made no announcement. Right. Just kind of slid it through and, you know, not through the normal ways they always announce bills. None of that. Say, Spencer Grunhofer is aware of the beef prices rising, and he has a way you can you can get around that by purchasing a side or a quarter of beef. You can't beat that quality because that's local farm-raised beef. Mm-hmm. And you're going to beat the man at Lund's or Byerly's or Cub or wherever because meat prices are going through the roof. But, you know, Spencer's been a professional meat guy his whole life. He knows what he's doing. And that is going to save you and your family some money. I got you. You need a freezer, right? You got to have a freezer. Yep. Put that side of beef in there. That's a half a cow, well, isn't it? A freezer. Or a, but they a don't big have the gathering. feet on it, do they? No, it's no, not, no. It's just not like a. It's not like <laughs> a, one of those models of a car where they no. cut it in half and no. you. All right. No, all right. No. So, so it's just the meat part. Right. Okay. It's not. It's not. Okay. I get it now. Are there that, feet on it? That's Grunt offers. <laughs> Old-fashioned meats on Highway 61 at the north end of Hugo. And congratulations on the opening of the new Grunhofer's Old-Fashioned Meats in Forest Lake on Highway 97. Uh, GLers know the drill. GLers have made this their go-to place for all of their meat needs, cooking needs, grilling needs, and they'll help you behind the counter. You got a recipe question? They're there to help Mm -hmm. you. It's Grunhofer's Old-Fashioned Meats. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And as you've been hearing over the course of the last couple of months, Josh asks you one simple question, and that's always, do you know what you own? You see, Josh's clients, they always know what they own. And Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, well, they don't. They absolutely have no idea. Josh has also seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds. And there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that those bonds currently yield. So Josh begs of you, know what you own. And you'll hear from Mr. Money Talk later today here in Garage Logic to give you a specialized report on the goings-on in the market today. Trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Please, you can take it from me that you can trust Josh. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation, and you do so by calling 952 925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. (laughs) Joe Souchere. Nope. (laughs) But this is not the new record. This is great, but it's not the new record. (laughs) Do we have the new one? Oh, crap. I'm sorry, Dylan. This should have been in Jackie Brown. Can you yeah. hear this yeah. mo- this yeah. song? Yes. This yeah, definitely. Well, this remember this is not that's a demo. It's not the finished product. Right. They're still working on the finished version. Oh, so good. Do we have the new one? Yeah, I'll play it next. Break. All right. Here's Johnny Height. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Joe. Uh, oh, goodness. Now, of course, I'm not ready because I was listening to music. Here we go. Because you were too busy chastising me. Yeah, I'm sorry, Chris. I, I feel bad. <laughs> it's all right. I feel bad. A man who was accused of getting in a drunken driving crash last month in Orono that killed two passengers has now been charged with four counts of criminal vehicular homicide. According to the complaint, 51-year-old James David Blue of Orono is charged with two counts each of criminal vehicular homicide with an alcohol concentration of 0.08 or more. 
and criminal vehicular homicide while operating a motor vehicle in a grossly negligent manner. The complaint says on the night of July 24th, officers responded uh, to a call to a crash near the 3100 block of North Shore Drive in Orono. Witnesses who called 911 said they saw a vehicle going 100 miles an hour before it crashed. After getting there, officers found a 2017 Bentley Flying Spur in a wooded area off the road. 24-year-old Sam Schooneman was in the front passenger seat pronounced dead at the scene and 20-year-old Mac Matsko was trapped in the back seat on the driver's side. He was taken to a hospital where he later died. Matsko, the son of Gopher men's hockey coach Bob Matsko. The driver, later identified as Blue, was found ejected from the car taken to the hospital with critical injuries. Uh, according to a witness at the scene, uh, they told officers Schooneman was uh, a girl there, her boyfriend, and that Matsko was her brother. She said they'd all been at a small party at Blue's house. Blue is showing off the Bentley to the two victims. She said she warned them it was unsafe for him to drive. Officers were granted a search warrant to draw Blue's blood, a .175, twice the legal limit. The airbag control module in the car said they were driving between 94 and 99 miles Jesus. an hour. That was well, an area to 35 to 45 normally. Well, not only that, but that's that's not a very good car to do 90 miles an hour in. It's no. just a great big land tub. It's a great big yacht. Very heavy. But you know that stretch, don't you, Joe? Sure. 99 miles an hour? Because it's a, windy and... It's a stretch for an old British car. It's not a stretch for some God. drunk in a Bentley to be going that fast. The Minneapolis Police Department looking into a homicide that occurred at a gas station along West Broadway Avenue on Monday morning. It happened a little after 11. Officers responded to a report of shots fired along West Broadway. While officers were en route, they were notified someone had been shot. When they got there, police found a man believed to be in his 30s suffering from a gunshot wound. He had no pulse and wasn't breathing when officers checked him. They provided aid while other officers secured the area and spoke with people at the scene. The shooting apparently started with a verbal argument argument that escalated and the shooting is still under investigation can i read a couple of paragraphs just to correct my uh, i had a wonderful tirade earlier but a, a tirade it was just wrong police suspect that the violence this past weekend was the latest escalation in a year-long blood a years-long bloody feud between rival gang factions on the north side the high-end and low-end factions whose territory is loosely split by west broadway so that that's what we've got here is this yep. gang war going on. And now the uh, Star Tribune has acknowledged that. So that that is good news. Uh, a few stories in a row. I know we all have COVID fatigue, but uh, there's still a lot of news involving COVID. The Minnesota Department of Health says it's aware of people creating fake COVID-19 vaccination cards. MDH says the federal government is aware of this also, and it's taking it very seriously and will be using strong action against those who create the phony cards. In mid-July, a doctor from California was busted by the Department of Justice for supplying her patients with a pill that she claimed would give them COVID-19 antibodies and gave them a falsified vaccination card. According to the DOJ, the stock was the first... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, uh-huh. Yes, Chris. If you're that dumb... That you're going to take a pill because some lady told you to. Mm -hmm. Sorry, you're just, you deserve whatever fate Good luck you to get. those kids graduating at, at Oregon high schools. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Why don't you just go get a free vaccine and then you'll have a legitimate proof of vaccination card? Yeah. Well, That's, I did see uh, some folks, yeah, some folks are paying 500 bucks for the fake card. You can get 100 you, bucks you, in Minnesota you, to get the damn shot. I have more on that, actually. Yeah. 
people are taking advantage of that. In fact, let's go to that no, story. No, 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 right Joe. Now. I think I'm going to take my chances by going, you know, Tina's thrift shop and yeah. going to get a <laughs> yeah. pill that she says is going to give me antibodies. No, it was a doctor who did it. Oh, I missed that part. Yeah, it, it was a doctor. Yeah, yeah. it was a doctor. Ah. But you listen, listen, Tina, Tina also does alterations. Yeah, so she does. You know, <laughs> Kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the $100 incentive Joe talked about demand is very high in Minnesota, prompting the state to set aside even more money for the program. As of early this morning, more than 30,000 people had applied for the bonus for getting an initial COVID-19 shot. Wow. Between the between the end of July up till now. That exhausted the $2.5 million that Governor Tim Walz had put toward the incentive. As a result, the Walz administration moved another $13.8 million into the account. It relies on federal American rescue plan money. A legislative panel has signed off on the incentive. There is no funding. such thing. That's your money. <laughs> That's government funded, though, Joe. That's no, there is no such thing. Oh. The government doesn't have any money. It doesn't. No. Where does it come from, then? You. Oh. So you... You know what this is an example of? Hmm. You know, I wasn't going to get the shot. Hundred bucks? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to need all that. I'm going to need all that. <laughs> That's what this is. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Something ain't right. Something here. ain't right. Yeah. yeah. University of Minnesota, meanwhile, announced its students will have to show proof of vaccination once the U.S. Food and Drug Administration gives a COVID-19 vaccine full approval, and that's expected to happen in the next couple of weeks. Uh, State Fair General Manager Jerry Hammer said on Monday that mask wearing could be required for indoor attractions at the fairgrounds. He says no decision's been reached on that yet. He said vaccination is strongly encouraged. He said it's unlikely the fair will require you to show proof of a shot. Uh, That was done, he pointed out, at the Lollapalooza Music Festival. In Chicago, uh, Governor Walz has a press conference uh, at a press conference yesterday. Said he's optimistic for Minnesota, but concerned the state could still see a spike. Uh, well, a lot j- of states. Uh, didn't yeah, I'm sorry. Did you listen to the show yesterday, John? When I was reading, I did, uh, yeah, uh, Jim Jordan. I know you, he's crazy. I, I I get all that. But we read the list of uh, places you can't get COVID. It's uh, <laughs> Obama's birthday. Yes. Uh, what was the other one, Joe? Uh, peaceful protests. Peaceful protests. Lollapalooza was one of them. Right, Lollapalooza. Uh, I'm trying to find this tweet from yesterday. Oh, here we go. Uh, COVID-19 only spreads at church, school, Trump rallies, and motorcycle rallies. It does not spread at peaceful protests, the southern border, Democrat wedding receptions, San Francisco hair salons, Governor Newsom's dinner, and President Obama's birthday party. <laughs> Just so we're clear. <laughs> And uh, I do have about six other COVID stories, but I'm sick of them, so I'm just going to skip right past them. Uh, Down in your area, Chris, uh, the city of Chaska has big plans to redevelop its downtown. Oh, I didn't know there was a downtown. Oh, it's a beautiful downtown. Chaska? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. Uh, There's a strip mall, apparently, downtown. Mm -hmm. They want to tear that down. It's old. Yeah, it's kind of old. Yeah. Bring in a new com- a new commercial space and housing along with a public plaza in City Square West. Uh, Chaska Assistant Administrator Nate Cabot said, I think it's exciting and a big opportunity for Ca- the city. Cabot. Nate Cabot. Cabot? I'm yeah, sorry. Nate okay. Cabot. Cabot. Another- <laughs> He's French. <laughs> Cabot. Another plan, the Downtown Highway 41 project, will take four lanes and create a two-lane road with turn lanes and more sidewalk space. Ooh, I bet we're getting a roundabout, Joe. Yeah. Oh, lucky. The total cost of the two projects in downtown Chaska could reach around $85 million and would take place over the next few years. Who pays taxes down there? That'd be you, Chris, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's okay. I'm I'm on board with that, though, because it needs a facelift downtown Chaska does. I'm okay with that. 
as uh, Joe uh, announced earlier, and we listened a little bit to it. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold up. Yes. Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Roundabouts. Uh, no. Brian writes, nice to hear Pat's right-wing anti-environmental rant <laughs> on roundabouts. I am in the industry, not construction, the other side that pays them with taxpayer money, and can tell you that the three key selling points to communities have nothing to do with traffic flow or safety. Roundabouts reduce stop-and-go traffic, <gasps> emissions, what? reduce electricity use from lights, icky coal, and typically involve some sort of native grasses and rain garden effect that is environmentally friendly. Unfortunately, there's still just as much confused stop-and-go traffic. They take up more space and cover it with concrete, and they end up having more lighting so idiots can see what's coming and have to maintain the vegetation so people can bleeping see the other traffic. Give fascists like Patrick and me a four-way stop and a wave through. Thank you. You know what Patrick's politics are? He is trolling both sides yes. successfully. Yeah. Yeah. He, that's it's a brilliant move on because we all know he's really conservative, but he says he's a Democrat, and it, it's just his way of trolling virtually everybody. He's more it's conservative brilliant. than Nolan Ryan. <laughs> You know, I also oh, think right. he misses, what did he call him? Uh, he misses the Trumpster in office. Because yeah. it gives him less material to work with right. now. Right. What did he call him? The orange, the orange uh, high, what did he call uh, him? The orange miracle or something which, like yeah, that. Yeah. That was a pretty good line. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo saying he didn't want the state government consumed by investigations into his personal behavior, announced his resignation this morning. Cuomo's future and his third term as governor came into doubt after the release last week of a 168-page report written by two independent attorneys selected by the state attorney general that included allegations of Cuomo sexually harassing 11 women. One of the women detailed experiences in which Cuomo allegedly groped her in a television interview uh, broadcast on Monday. I have a question. The interview, yeah, John. He yes. he. When we listened to his audio there an hour or so yeah. ago, he said this yeah. is politically motivated. Yeah. Well, how can it be when it's all Democrats who are bringing this about? That, yeah, some that worked for him. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I don't understand what he means by that. Yeah, I don't either. The Attorney General's a Democrat of New York, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, do you think this is really a case where there wasn't? sexual harassment but there was a lot of nuzzling oh no come on joe no running your hand up and down the spine of a trooper in a closed elevator that's straight up that's straight up sexual and if he really believed he really believed he really believed if he really believed this why is he stepping down why yeah. not? Why wouldn't well, he fight uh, this? Because he's working for the people of that's New true. York yeah, State, right. and he doesn't want them to get bogged down in all of that. That's, that's right. That's a good. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Detecting well, he was born and raised. Cynicism here. here. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, Patrick's tweet on July 29th reads as follows: Walls and Company making it hardest ever to retain my DFLness. In their favor is the other side has an orange messiah who has made 86.3% of them nuts. So good night and God bless. Not too tiny Tim. He shots at everybody. He there, just man. rips he, everybody. He can drum up some wonderful words. O- orange messiah. Yeah, That's orange brilliant. messiah. It's brilliant. You have to admit it's oh, yeah. brilliant. 
Dominion Voting Systems on Tuesday morning is uh, suing conservative media networks Newsmax and One American News Network, as well as businessman Patrick Byrne, alleging they defamed the company. Driving that news, Dominion, one of the largest voting machine companies in the U.S., accused the media networks of propagating false statements that the voting machine switched votes from former President Trump to President Biden during the 2020 election. Dominion has already sued Trump's lawyers, and, uh, including Rudy Giuliani, over the same thing. Allegiant Airlines, which is slated to begin service from Minneapolis-St. Paul this fall, has announced additional routes from the Twin Cities. The Las Vegas-based airline on Tuesday said it will begin offering nonstop service to Destin, Florida, on October 1st, and Mesa, Arizona, November 24th. Those new routes are part of Allegiant's 22-route expansion across its network and the latest routes from the uh, airport here in the Twin Cities. You can fly here on Allegiant's nonstop to Destin? It's uh, what it looks like, wow. yes. Huh. Well, not yet, but it starts yeah. December. Do they give you a? Uh, do they give you a seat, or do you have to stand all the way? You have to hold the rail. You're strapped, you're strapped hanging. You're strapped <laughs> hanging. Or sit on the floor. Yeah. Uh, I, I want. I'll sit on the well, floor. Well, Joe, you normally fly budget air, right? No, I I've, I want my airline to say the most hey, expensive airline. Roll possible. up the window. Yeah. Roll up the window. <laughs> We're about to take off. <laughs> Uh, no, it's, it's roll up the window. I'm not done smoking yet. <laughs> <laughs> An alleged victim of deceased sex offender Jeffrey Epstein filed a lawsuit against Prince Andrew of Britain yesterday, accusing the embattled 61-year-old royal of sexually abusing her at Epstein's Manhattan mansion and elsewhere when she was under the age of 18. The lawsuit filed by Virginia Roberts Geffrey in federal court in New York comes almost two years to the day that Epstein died in a New York jail while he was awaiting trial on conspiracy and child sex trafficking charges. This legal action also comes just days before the expiration date of a New York state law that permits alleged victims of childhood sexual abuse to file civil claims that might otherwise be barred by statutes of limitations. Her attorney said if she doesn't do it now, she would be allowing him to escape any accountability. The lawsuit seeks unspecified compensatory that one always gives me trouble. Compensatory and punitive damages and accuses Andrew of sexual assault and intentional affliction of emotional distress. Uh, reached late Monday, UK-based spokesperson for the print said there would be no comment on this suit. Uh, in ancient Thermop... Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. I gotta go. We'll see you guys. Yep. Ther- Thermopylium. There, Thermopylium. No, or fast. I, think, I think you missed it. I think it's. What uh, is it? Is it the number of amateur Thermopylium is a old fast food eatery, Joe. Oh, a Thermopylian. Yeah, sure. Whoa. This was <laughs> that was unearthed in Pompeii sure. in 2019. Will now open to the public this week. The frescoed relic, which had been preserved by ash from the eruption of Mount Vesuvius in the year 74 AD, was found in Region 5, a site to the north of Pompeii's archaeological park near the Bay of Naples in southern Italy. Archaeologists discovered a floor made from polychrome marble as well as the remnants of duck bones, pigs, goats, fish, and snails in earthenware pots, leading researchers to believe that one of the dishes on the menu was a type of paella. Dozens of other, uh, whatever we call them, have been found throughout the archaeological park. Archaeological park. Oh, the my snack, God. Just snack give bites. up. 
Give I up, love John. this story. Come on. Don't they still story. find guys there fossilized, sitting in a reclining yes. chair with a cigar in his hand? That okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah they do. Uh, typical menus at a place like this would have been coarse bread with salty fish, baked cheese, lentils, and spicy wine. Uh, it was a place for folks who uh, weren't rich to go. Ah. The, the lessers, shall we say. Yeah. Joe, do you have an Aetna update for us today? She's uh, really rumbling over there. Uh, I did not get one from him today. No. All right. Oh. You mean her? Her. her. Yeah. yeah. Him, her. Yeah. Stacy. No, Stacy. No, Stacy's no, no, up no. at Giants Ridge. Yeah, no, it was a dude that sent you the email. Oh, it was. I just assumed it was Stacy. I'm sorry. Gamblers anxious to hit the slot machines and table games in person after a year of coronavirus restrictions are lifting the U.S. casino industry to its best year ever. The great unknown is whether a new, more contagious variant of COVID-19 will slow down the industry. Data released this morning by the American Gaming Association, the casino industry's national trade group, show that America's casinos had their best second quarter ever. Just in the second quarter alone, casinos took in $13.6 billion. Wow. The report, the report also shows the industry has nearly equaled all the revenue U.S. casinos took in during the entire year last year amid widespread casino shutdowns. It's clear that 2021 could be the best year in the history for U.S. casinos, according to the experts. The gambling halls are on track to surpass 2019 when they made $43.6 billion. Nearly $25 billion has been won during the first six months of this year by gamblers. In Kansas City, one person was injured, yet- Kansas City. Sorry. <laughs> was injured yesterday when a passenger vehicle driven by an unlicensed driver swerved off the roadway, striking a pedestrian light pole on the sidewalk. According to witness reports, the driver panicked, hit the gas again, and careened into the store, striking the front sales counter. Uh, the clerk, uh, clerk did suffer a broken leg, was transported to an area hospital. Another man was pinned by the c- car up against a counter. Now, if this happened to you, what, what would you do? Well, this man, he, uh, he crawled out from between the car and the counter, walked over to the wrecked cooler, grabbed two beers, and took off down the street drinking a beer. <laughs> yeah, the they owe him a driver, Female driver of the car did not possess an operator's license, was transported to the hospital with non-life how hammered was injuries. the driver? That was of the a car. hell of a story. She wasn't hammered. She was. She was not a good driver. You know. You know, John, where they don't have roundabouts. Where? Center Point in Mendota Heights, Commercial Office oh. Park, eight building campus in a rolling park lane, uh, park-like setting. Uh, if you're thinking about changing where you work and how you work, you really should consider Center Point in Mendota Heights. Uh, conveniently located near the airport. You can easily get to both downtowns from which you have abandoned because you're tired of the hassle and the construction and the weight and the parking difficulties. This one, this place, you park right in front of your own building. And they're all single story, so there's no elevator weights. And each building is customizable, so you get exactly what you want. And when you pull in there, there ain't no roundabout. Easy access to 55, 62, 494, 35E. And as I say, they're customizable, so you get exactly what you want. And you can find out much more about this pleasant experience at escapetomendota.com, Johnny. Are we, uh, I, did I miss a conversation? Are we against roundabouts? Oh, it was yes. on Sports Talk yesterday. Yeah, Pat had a oh, tirade. About roundabouts. Uh, I, oh, yeah. I don't I like them at all. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was more. Uh, What's the point of them? Is is our point? What is the point? It keeps of them? the well, you don't flow have to going. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It, it screws people up. and They stall in the middle oh, of it. You and they ridiculous stop. Ridiculous old fool! Yeah. And no, yeah. this is. 
Wow. Oh, in, in, in the defense of Patrick and Joe, it started with Pat having a, an, the initial tirade was about road construction. He doesn't believe there should be any road construction. Right. <laughs> he said, that's, Ever? that's a, a long held belief of his, though. <laughs> yeah. But you also had a clarification question for him, right? Well, uh, what degree of. And he, he said, cars should bounce, should have a little bounce in them. <laughs> and so I said, well, what degree of bouncing becomes unacceptable? Well, I suppose there's a giant hole. Bounce. <laughs> right. He said if it's a little bounce. bouncy, it's just fine. Yeah. Keep going. Huh, interesting. That's his knowledge of of suspension. It's it's it it's prevents <laughs> bounciness. Bouncy. Bounce. Hey, does your car got a lot of bounciness? Uh, and as demand for plant-based alternatives to meat rises, Barcelona-based startup company Novameat is using 3D printing technology no. to manufacture do veg- no. vegetarian steaks that it hopes will reach the mass market next year. I'm going to Grunhofer's. I ain't buying no vegetarian steak. <laughs> Print it off a computer. Novameat plans to sell its steaks directly to consumers and to businesses such as restaurants interested in producing plant-based meat. The Spanish company, which developed its technology in 2018, was showing how its latest 3D printer produced food at the Barcelona Mobile World Congress. It didn't have the feeling of a traditional steak, according to Ferran Gregori. He was positively surprised, though, because it tasted good and the texture was not bad. The company uses 3D technology to test recipes, introducing ingredients through capsules because it's a cheaper process than mass producing. I don't get 3D technology, by the way. I even sat and watched a tutorial on it after I got this story. Yeah. I still don't get it. Oh, I still yeah. don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Once a model is considered successful, it can, can be produced on a larger scale on bigger machines, not using 3D technology, and they can make up to 500 kilograms of fake meat per hour. The other that thing that came up on Sports Talk was uh, Patrick's contention that the average kid today would uh, would either not understand Blazing Saddles right. or be appalled by it. And I got a great email from Grant who writes, I just listened to, uh, maybe it was last week we said this, I just listened to last uh, week's edition of Monday Night Sports Talk. You and Pat were lamenting the fact that today's kids wouldn't appreciate Blazing Saddles. Well, didn't the kids in Eveleth and Virginia vote to have their consolidated school named Rock Ridge? That's right. I think they get it, he oh. said. Yeah, Rock Ridge. Those kids are on top of it. Let's hopefully Johnny, that's the thank only you. thing that they uh, yep. included in their high school. Pardon? I said hopefully that's the only thing of the movie that they included oh, in their high school. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. 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 All right. We'll uh, we'll return shortly. This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group. As you set out to explore Minnesota this fall, think about this. There are 234 cities in Minnesota with populations over 2,500. The Canopy Group has clients in all but seven of those. Why is this fact important? Because the Canopy Group's experience in all of these Minnesota cities gives them a unique edge in getting you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price. Remember, the Canopy Group offers 15 insurance companies 
price for a reason to match your specific situation, including zip code, with the possible best insurance company for you. This is done for you every year because your specific situation may change. It is also true that the insurance company's appetites might change as well. This experience is working throughout Minnesota. It provides thousands of Canopy Group clients a peace of mind knowing the Canopy Group is working for them. Please visit thecanopygroup.com today. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Souchere. Hold in my balance. It's something that you always help me do. But it ain't no way one of your many talents. Oh, it's keeping you cool when I'm burning up. Have I ever I have a submission. Okay. I submit to you what I'm about to read you is the greatest acknowledgement of Americana that has come our way. That's a high bar. It's from uh, frequent contributor Downing. I submit to you that his example of Americana is the best we've encountered, and we've encountered some great ones. Had my high school reunion this past weekend. It's been a few years. It was a potluck picnic Saturday night at the Gun Club in my hometown. (laughs) One of the women remarked that she remembered taking gun safety training there as a girl. Now she has her carry permit. Ain't that America? This was in Bram, Minnesota. The high school reunion was at the gun club. That's fantastic. Now that's Americana. (laughs) Uh, You know, Downey's the pumpkin guy. He sells pumpkins every Halloween. That's right. Under the yeah. Highland Water Tower, and the, all those pumpkins are raised in Bram, Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Is that where you get your pumpkin? I di- absolutely, absolutely do. They're just fa- fantastic. Uh, We're fixing to have uh, quite the uh, pumpkin crop ourselves here, and uh, I have no plans on selling any of them. I'm going to shoot them I all. I was going to say, I'm sure you're going <laughs> to shoot them all. Oh, they just explode wonderfully. It's just awesome. <laughs> only do they have to be a certain do you have to wait till they're ripe Kenny when's the, when's the best time to shoot them the only thing that matters is having them close enough so you don't miss <laughs> so in my case that's 100 yards or less <laughs> only 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 because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mpumalanga South Africa from the traveling Lymans on this day August 10th 1853 the Chicago Landverine or Land Society, which eventually established the town of New Ulm, is formed by a group of German immigrants. At first, lawyers and preachers are banned from membership. <laughs> wow. And on this day in 1909, John Beargrease died. What did he do for a living? You now, know the, him, uh, you now know him, of course, for the Beargrease uh, dog sled Oh, that's what race. I was going to guess. Yeah. He uh, raised bears. He was born in 1858, the son of an Ojibwe leader and a white woman. Bear Grease grew up in Beaver Bay and delivered, what did he deliver? Mail. He was a mailman. Delivered mail. Along the north shore of Lake Superior from 1887 to 1904, his route being two harbors to Grand Marais. On open water, the trip took him three days by rowboat. In the winter, he used a dog sled, and that's where you get the John Bear Grease sled dog race. John that, The snowmobile trail that they race that thing on is one of the neatest 
sled trails you can possibly do in the winter. You can trailer to Duluth, drop, and do a trip all the way up to Grand Marais back with a, a backpack, stay overnight in Grand Marais, turn around, go home. It's on, a, on a, on a uh, snowmobile? On a snowmobile. Yeah, and you'd take maybe on the way home, do a side trip up to Ely and back. It's just a wonderful area of the state to ride snowmobiles. And aren't you competing on the trail with uh, cross-country skiers? Uh, no, but the cross country, um, they cross over the trail, hmm. but I've never actually had to hit the brakes for a skier. Is, there a, is there a speed limit? Well, yeah. I mean, for me, a, would there know, be a speed limit? Yeah, for you, it'd be, it's 50 miles per hour, you yeah. know. But you, but know. you have always said that that was the best live sporting event you ever covered. No, I didn't say it was the best. I said it was the only live sporting event I covered that I did not see. <laughs> The Winnipeg 500. <laughs> were there were there guys in that that had a good track record? No, they had past performance charts. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. But wait yeah. a minute, they had tracks on their sleds. Yeah. Mm, Ooh, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Mm. I'm I'm gonna do some commuting today on my Yamaha scooter. Oh, you are. My S Max. Huh. I've owned a number of scooters, and I I love this one the best. You can get your own at uh, EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. It's a little bigger than those uh, smaller scooters that turn every urban errand into an adventure. They have those at EcoFun Motorsports. They also have, of course, the Bintelli e-bikes. And the best part about getting your Bintelli e-bike at EcoFun is not only the GL t-shirt you're going to leave with, but you'll leave with the correct fit, the correct tires, the correct frame size, the correct saddle, the correct handlebar. They're experts in fitting, and that's important. You don't want to just go buy an e-bike because it's the fad thing to do. You want to get one that will really work for you. And I see them more and more and more throughout town. Uh, and that's a full line of youth recreational equipment, Yamaha products, helmets, apparel, service. Great people. It's right downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61. And because we make our clients' lives miserable, <laughs> uh, Tim has to is uh, in the uh, process of building a new store a much larger store. That's EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake on Highway 61. Nice. Mm -hmm. Hold up. Wait a minute. Wait, Wait a, a minute. minute. <laughs> Something ain't right. right. GLers, uh, go to the Google and search The Real Spark. Um, and that's what we've been, that's the guy we've been quoting when we say that. He's really funny. He's on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And some of his YouTube uh, videos are absolutely hilarious and that is his phrase hold up wait a minute something ain't right funny funny guy his videos by the way not safe for uh, work or no that's why we're not playing around. no don't do it with a kid around <laughs> no 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 not at all but uh, he's quite funny and it sounds like i need to go look up monday night sports talk from yesterday yeah and, me too. i have a despairing I uh, i have a despairing note oh, oh i've no. seen a 10 month old swipe a phone Ooh. Oh wow! Ooh. Oh wow! That's Not a, fixated on it or anything, but if there happened to be a phone near her, she would she would do she what she sees her mother doing. See. It's, it just scares me. It terrifies me. Terrifying. Who let you left you alone around a ten month old? Well, that no one. I, when the kids are around, I happen to observe. You know, observe. He <laughs> can't be trusted. <laughs> I'm never left alone. With no, 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 heavens, no. no, no. <laughs> In fact, they have a rule now. I'm only handed the child if I'm already sitting down. So I, 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 they, I don't really want to take any do they, take uh, any risks. Is there a breath test involved no, at all? No, uh, no, no. Let's have that fart sit down before we hand him right. this kid. We don't want to see him drop her. Right. Yeah. 
then I say, hold, hold on. Up. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> hold up. Hold up. Wait, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Something ain't right. Something ain't right. <laughs> Who am I looking up, Kenny? The spark? The real spark. Funny guy. Funny the guy. real spark. All right. He's going to make a note on a post-it well, note. Well, no, I'll look it up right here. No, let's let's finish the broadcast before <laughs> you do that. Yeah, we'll wrap up. The whole... Yeah. I'm done. Oh. Right. We haven't closed and, yet. Oh. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to play it. Thank you. That's what I was worried about. <laughs> and like I was saying, it sounds like MNST yesterday was pretty good worth yeah. listening to. It was uh, It was definitely worth it. Patrick's tirade made it uh, made it pretty enjoyable. <laughs> good. And you can find that via the PodMN app. Thank you for that, Kenny. Uh, download that for your chance to win prizes just by listening to podcasts, whether it's Garage Logic, Monday Night Sports Talk. Oh, oh I don't know. The Weekly Scramble, Kenny. You know what I have to do now? What's that? A friend called, and he says his field is full of racist rocks. Oh, no. We've got to go get rid of those things. <laughs> I'm going to shut your mic off before that video plays. <laughs> also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, and uh, we'd appreciate that very much. Hold on. When you type in The Real on YouTube, it the first thing that comes up is The Real Spark. Hold up. Wait a Wait minute. minute. Something, Something ain't right. right. <laughs> it is that time once again here in Garage Logic where we pick up that phone and we make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And GLers, that's exactly what you should do today for that free 48-minute financial consultation by calling 952-925-5608. You call that number and you get straight talk. You never get sugar-coated <laughs> advice with the man himself. Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk, is on the line with us. And Josh, today you would like to start your report with earnings and sports. And earnings, for the most part, have been reported better than analysts had expected. That's analysts on the sell side, not so much on the buy side. A small company, 3D Systems, which manufactures 3D printed additive product, reported better than expected earnings, increased their cash positions, announced that they were shedding some non-core assets to focus on industrial projects after a very difficult year in 2020. 3D Systems has reported several stronger quarters than expected and has seen its stock move up significantly today, closing yesterday at 28 before the announcement, moving up a third with that announcement. And the stock can zoom up and zoom down. Do be prepared for that type of volatility, but it's very interesting and is one of many companies that have reported better than expected. So we'll go from the small to a large company like Berkshire Hathaway. They reported earnings last Saturday, and again, several of their units uh, contributed to some significant profits, in, including their unit involved insurance, utilities, rails, and energy. It is also involved in owning utilities, which it does, and it does own railroads in the country, Burlington Northern Rail. You know, very much an operating company on one side, and on the other side, and its investments are concentrated primarily in four stock. Apple and $25 billion to Berkshire Hathaway. Coca-Cola worth about $21 billion. Uh, they also own American Express, billion dollars. Those four stocks comprise portfolio. Berkshire's done very well. They 
focused, concentrated stock and investment portfolio has done pretty well. The strategy of being focused and concentrated has worked very well when you are focused and concentrated can be a little bit more volatility. In my experience, better returns. Normal caveats apply. Very good, Mr. Money Talk. GLers, pick up that phone, make that call to get that free 48-minute financial consultation today by calling 952-925-5608. Call that number, speak to Mr. Money Talk, and get that straight talk without the sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. You got a deal. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.